0: Holiness is for everyone. Welcome back to the Savio podcast. I am the host, Father Tyler Tenbarge, a priest of the Diocese of Evansville who works for the vocations, especially the House of Discernment and our Savio program. In this installment, we're going to read chapters 9 and 10 of the life of St. Dominic Savio, written by his mentor, Father John Bosco. In these two chapters, we're going to have a special guest. It is Luke Schimmel, who is from Resurrection Parish on the west side of Evansville. He is a sophomore at Modern Day High School and is an epic football player. Say hello, Luke. Hi, I'm Luke, and I'm not an epic football player. <laughs> He's pretty good. Anyways, Luke is going to read chapters 9 and 10. If you'd like to follow along, the show notes has the link to the online uh, PDF of the English translation of this document. Uh, if not, just sit back and enjoy the episode.
1: The Life of Dominic Savio, Chapter 9. Dominic forms a resolution of striving after perfection. In the above chapters, we have considered Dominic as a student going through his galactic course and have insisted principally on his talents and industry. His spiritual advancement was of even greater importance in his eyes. Savio had been at the oratory for six months when he heard a sermon delivered there on an easy method of arriving at the perfection of the saints. The preacher brought out particularly these three points that impressed themselves deeply on Savio's mind. First, that it was God's will that we should become perfect. Secondly, that it was easy to become so. Thirdly, that an exceeding great reward is laid upon for those who arrived at perfection. The effect of the sermon on Dominic was to set his heart aglow with love for God. For some days, he was extraordinarily quiet, so that his companions began to remark it, and I noticed it myself. I began to think that his health was commencing to give way again, so I questioned him about it. His answer was put very quaintly. If I am suffering at all, he said, it is from something beneficial. I asked him to explain. He replied that he had been thinking over the sermon and was seized with the desire of becoming a saint, that it now appeared to him much easier than he had thought, and asked for some special guidance in regard to his behavior. I very naturally praised his good intentions, but pointed out that it would not be beneficial for him to be disturbed and uneasy about it, for in such disquiet of soul the voice of God cannot be heard. I told him he should be always happy and cheerful, to be exact in the practices of piety and with his other duties, and to take his recreation regularly with his companions. One day I told him I wished to make him a little present, but that I left the choice of it to him. I do not desire anything else, he replied, but but to become perfect. If I do not obtain that, I shall be fit for nothing. On another occasion, we were discussing the etymology of names, and he put the question, "What does Dominic mean?" Someone answered, "Belonging to God." See then, he promptly replied. If I was not right in saying that I ought to become a saint, even my very name says that I belong to God. Therefore, it shall be my constant endeavor to become a saint. These and similar words on other occasions may seem extraordinary in so young a boy, but Dominic meant them in all seriousness, and his use of them, just revert to, was not because he was not leading a holy life. On the contrary, but it was because he wished to undertake his penitence and remain for hours in prayer. Things which his superiors decided were not suitable for his years, or health, or his occupations. Chapter 10. Zeal for the Salvation of Souls The chief recommendation given to Dominic to help him to attain perfection was to endeavor to gain souls to God, for no action is more meritorious than to cooperate in the salvation of souls for which our divine Savior shed his precious blood. Dominic had a particular intuition of the importance of this good work, and on several occasions he said, If I could help to gain my companions to God, what a happiness it would be!' It was on this principle that he never let any occasion go by of doing something to this end, and accordingly he frequently gave friendly advice or warning to those of the boys whose conduct was not approved of. He had a particular horror of anything in the nature of blasphemy, or taking the name of God in vain; in fact, it worked upon him to such a degree that his health was quite affected by it. If he heard any words of that nature, as he passed along in the street, he would look down as though in sorrow and make some spontaneous prayer. A companion had often noticed him raise his cap and utter a few words of prayer when these blasphemies had been uttered. On another occasion, as he returned from school to the oratory, he heard an elderly man utter some very blasphemous words. Dominic shuddered and immediately offered his spontaneous prayer as reparation. But he was satisfied that... "'nor disposed to let it pass, "'Summoning all his courage, "'and not at all affected by human respect, "'he went up to the man "'and asked him to asked him to direct him to the oratory. "'The boy's gentle manner immediately softened the man's anger, "'and he replied very affably, "'No, I'm sorry, I don't know where it is.' "'Then there is another favor you can do me,' said Dominic. "'Oh, what is it?' "'The boy then came near and said in a low voice, "'only audible to the man in question. "'It would be a great pleasure to me "'if, when you're anger again,' you would use words that are not blasphemous. The man was naturally astonished at such a request from a boy, but there was something of admiration in his surprise. He replied, Well done, you are right. It is a very bad habit that I am determined to overcome. But Dominic's manner with young offenders was different. He once heard two little boys quarreling at their games outside the house, and one of them, in his boyish anger, used the holy name, Dominic was pained, as he always was when this occurred, so he stepped between the two boys and made them patch up their quarrel. Then he turned to the one that had uttered the name of God and said to him, Come with me, there is something to be done, which you will be pleased. He took him off to a church nearby and both went up to the altar. There he made the boy kneel down and asked pardon for his profane use of the holy name. The boy did not know the act of contrition, so Dominic made him say it after him and added to some spontaneous prayer to atone for the irreverence offered to God. Pursuing the same plan, Dominic made himself acquainted chiefly with the lives of those saints who had spent their lives in the salvation of souls. A favorite topic with him was the missionary life and what missionaries were actually undertaking at that time, and as it was impossible for him to help them materially, he offered daily prayers for their welfare and at least one communion a week. Strangely enough, I have often heard him explain. How many souls there are in England awaiting our assistance. There's nothing would would please me more had I the strength and virtue than to go there and help by preaching and good works to gain them to Jesus Christ. He frequently lamented the lack of zeal in this direction and also as regards the proper instruction of children in the truths of the faith. It was his idea that as soon as he was a cleric, he would go back to Mondonio, gather the children together and teach them their catechism and to lead good lives. And he gave practical proof of this, for he often taught catechism in the church of the oratory. If any boy was backward or had been neglected in regard to his religion, Dominic was always glad to take him in hand to instruct him and prepare him for the sacraments. This, of course, could not be carried on without remarks from those who had thought his zeal was out of place, and that such things should only be mentioned in church. A companion rebuked him once for talking on the life of some saint in recreation time, and asked him why he did so. Dominic's answer was so full of genuine zeal for the good souls, which, he remarked, had been redeemed with a great price, that it made a deep impression on those around. During the intervals he spent at home for the holidays, Dominic put the zeal of his into practical effect, for he would gather other boys around him, and he had quite a gift for attracting them, and by conversations and stories, he gave them good instruction and counsel. He also took home several objects of piety from the oratory, and distributed them judiciously, by way of rewards among these companions. It was therefore quite customary for several to accompany him to Mass and the sacraments, and this good work had a lasting effect. During these holidays, he was brought into contact with many people of all ages and conditions, for Dominic's manner had an attraction for all, and to all of them, in one way or another, he was the means of some spiritual advantage. No wonder that his reputation began to spread. Even at that time, Dominic's guiding motto was that no occasion for doing good to souls or off or of offering some little act of reparation to God should be missed. And this accounts for his constant zeal and his visits to the Blessed Sacrament in which he generally managed to be accompanied by a friend or someone he wished to bring to a better life.
0: That's a wrap. Chapters 9 and 10 of The Life of Dominic Savio with Luke Schimmel and Father Tyler Tenbarge. Jacob Grawlick is also in the back of the room. You want to say hi, Jacob? Hello. Uh, I don't know if you did you hear him on that? Say hi again. Say hi again, Jacob. Hello. That's Jacob Grawlick. He lives in the house here too from Corpus Christi Parish. Anyways, uh, what'd you think, Luke? Was it easy or hard to read all that stuff? Uh,
1: It was kind of hard. I'm not really the best of readers, so that that was something that kind of stuck out whenever I was reading it. Um, but besides aside from that, it was a very uh, fun reading, yeah. I think. So you guys couldn't have
0: seen this because this is a podcast, not a video, but Luke was using his hands like as if he was giving a public speech in order to keep himself like reading for the listener to be able to hear it better. And I think uh, I actually think it worked really well. It looked funny, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it worked. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so we just had chapters 9 and 10. Uh, you, Luke, first, anything stuck out to
1: you while you were reading it? Um, something that really stuck out to me today was um how serious Dominic Savio put um took saying the Lord's name in vain. Like most of the time, like when you were talking to somebody, like people just overlook it. It's nothing huge. Like how much he took this seriously.
0: Yeah, so so there was a story in here, right? And it was a guy can, can we find it?
1: No, nope, I found it. Okay. Right. So on another occasion as he returned home from school to the oratory, he heard an el he heard an elderly man. So it was an old guy, uns- right? Yeah. So it was, it was
0: like an old guy who said a bad word. Who said, "Yeah, go ahead. yeah."
1: Um, but he was satisfied. Neither nor disposed to let it pass. Summoning all his courage, and not at all affecting him by human respect, he went up to the man and asked him to, to direct him to the oratory. So he was like just trying to get his mind off of it. But then he did. He didn't know where it was. So Dominic Savio, he. He went off on this guy.
0: Yeah, but 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 notice, I think he pulled him aside or something. right? Yeah, he
1: pulled him aside and told him in a very in a low, low voice. voice. Yeah, in a low only, voice, only audible to the guy. Yeah, why? Would be, why would he do that? To try and like not embarrass him and stuff.
0: That's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's not. It's not. You know, he wasn't doing it to say, "Hey, look how righteous I am. Look how awful mm-hmm. this guy is."
1: Yeah, yeah, and like it, like he it was astonished. It, astonished. it astonished the old man to like see, hear this from such a young boy too, and he was like, he said like, "Yeah, that's." Right. You're right. It's a very bad habit. It's like, try to change it. Yeah.
0: Can, so can you imagine telling this to your teacher or your principal or your dad or your grandpa and them going like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's amazing, right? The effect that this kid had on an older person. Uh, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, anything else that stuck out to you that you want to mention?
1: Um, Really, like the only other thing that stuck out to me was how much of a leader Dominic Savio was about how he would get other people like his age to follow him. And like whenever he went home for Christmas, Mm. he would bring stuff home from the oratory to like as presents to like try and get them to come to mass with them. Yeah,
0: yes. He was enticing them with like gifts, right? If he liked something at the oratory, he said, hey, I'm going to bring this home so that my friends want to come hang out and do this. You know, actually in youth ministry, this is what happens a lot. A youth minister will say, hey, let's do like a water balloon fight. In order to get you to come here, and so we talk about the Bible, right? Yeah. And it's not—I'm not—it's not, it's not, it's not manipulation, right? I mean, like we have a human need for social interaction. We have a human need for um, for competition, for fun. Like we need to get out and play. Like we need all that stuff too. And so he's just realizing this as a ten-year-old that if I do these things, my friend might might actually come to church with me, or go say a rosary with me, or whatever. You know, Piersozzi Versaldi, who's another uh, kind of hero from Turin, same city as Dominic Savio, uh, buried in, buried in the same city, actually, just a few blocks away from each other. Anyways. He would, always, uh, he would always make bets at pool halls or wherever he would go. And he'd say, yeah, let's play a game. And if I win, no, if you win, we'll play another game or we'll have another drink or whatever. And if I win, we're all going go to go make a holy hour. And then people would play against him and they would sometimes lose. And they would, all of these guys would go from the bar to the church and make a holy hour in the middle of the night, which is epic. That's so cool. Anyways, I, I, like, how, yeah, I like what you said, Luke. He, got, mm-hmm. he was clever about how he yeah. tried to introduce his um, friends to the faith. Okay, well, a couple of things I I, I uh, wrote down, were, uh, I kept in my mind. Um, Dominic Savio was really wanting to become a saint in that first chapter that we read. And so he said, how do I do it? And the advice he was given was threefold. One, stay happy. Two, do your duties. And three, go play with your friends. <laughs> that was the advice. And I was like, well, hang on a second. Like, what? Like, okay, so... Luke, what do you think would make somebody a saint? Like, what's three? What are three things that you think would make somebody a saint?
1: Um, I would say just being holy and then trying to save other people. Yeah, and yeah. then I don't know. That's all I can think of. All <laughs> <right now. laughs> so, so, if
0: You do both of those things, you're probably yeah. gonna go. Yeah, you're probably gonna be a saint. Yeah. Well, I love this because his, his his advisor knew how serious Dominic already was about his faith, and so he didn't need to say, "Go read ten books tonight," or do nothing besides sit in the chapel. Or add to your daily rosary and make it three daily rosaries. He's like, no, this kid's already doing these pious acts. So one, keep a cheery disposition because um, I heard it this weekend. Actually, the uh, the only only a, no a sad saint is a sad sort of saint, right? Like it's in that sad like so a, a saint, someone who acts, someone who is holy but is not joyful, and that's kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. Like you want holiness should be attractive, not repulsive. Okay. Anyways, um, and so so he basically said, you know, keep your countenance up, like just stay happy. Um, number two, which was continue doing your duties. And he it was, it said specifically piety and study, right? Like make sure you do your holy actions, like prayer and that kind of stuff. And also make sure you do your schoolwork because you're a kid. And then the third one was, uh, what was the third one?
1: Um, hang out with your friends.
0: Oh yeah, hang out with your friends. Yeah, it was go to recreation. Go to, Go to recreation with your friends. In other words, if you're a kid, be a kid. If you're an adult, be an adult. If you're a dad, be a dad. If you're a grandpa, be a grandpa. Wherever you are in your life, whatever your vocation is right now, just be good at that, right? Embrace that fully. You know, God doesn't ask us to be someone who we're not. He wants us to be exactly who we are. Um, and he wants us to be better at it, you know? I thought that was really great advice. I really like that. And the second thing was um, what you had mentioned too. So basically, Dominic said, he was told um, in the next chapter, was that chapter 11?
1: Chapter 10.
0: Chapter 10. Is that chapter 10? I think it's chapter 11.
1: No, we never went over chapter 11.
0: I'm going to chapter 11. I'm, I'm talking about chapter 11 now, then. Oh. Well, uh, I,
1: I think that, no, I think it was in, might have even been in chapter 9.
0: Um, yeah, it was in chapter 9. Yeah, what we hmm. talked about earlier was chapter 9. In chapter 10, then, he now has the zeal for the salvation of souls. That's the subtitle. Yeah. So in this chapter, what we hear is Dominic doing things over and again to find ways to help other people go to heaven. Luke, do you remember what it says in the scripture? Uh, he who saves the life of another person saves... What? Do you know what it is? Have you, have you read that scripture in a while?
1: I've not heard that, but I
0: guess himself. Yes. Okay. That's the first one. Ding, 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 ding. The second one. So, if you save the life of someone else, like if you get someone to turn away from sin and come back to the faith or to come become Christian in general, then you save yourself by doing it and you also do what? Do you know what the second one thing is? Save his soul? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Actually, it doesn't say that, but okay. obviously you do save that person. Yeah. You help save that person's soul through Jesus Christ's action. But actually it says, and it covers a multitude of sins. Covers a multitude of sins. So uh, if you can help someone else find the way to the truth, um, the way to Jesus Christ, the way to faith, um, you not only save yourself and the person who's you know, obviously now saved, but you cover a multitude of sins. Amen. I need that. Yeah. I need to cover a multitude of sins. Anyway. Um, okay, well, Luke, before we go, um, you come to Savio often. Yes, I do. All right. What is your favorite uh what's the favorite your favorite part of savio that on a regular basis
1: ultimate frisbee or soccer (laughs) why those because it's it's just fun like you get to hang out with a lot of people like show what you can do and stuff yeah luke is also as i said a really
0: good athlete like he's first of all taller and bigger than most kids not bigger as in like fat but bigger as in kind of bulky he's built Mm -hmm. you know he's grown a lot more than other guys have and he's also just good at athletics, so I'm not surprised that... Um, you were the first one to score the last soccer game we had like oh, yeah, three weeks that, ago. Oh, yeah. That was
1: all luck. That was literally like... That ball was not
0: moving fast at all. <laughs> it was not. A goal is a goal on the, uh, on the tally sheet, right? I you mean, scored first. I mean, I guess. And we were playing in the dark. We had, we'd walked over the Wrights practice field, the, the bowl, um, from the House of Discernment, which is about a mile away. It's a really cool... If you're not from the Evansville area, it's a really cool kind of natural landform. You can overlook the city, the river of, uh, in Evansville. Um, anyway, so we walked over there, and as soon as we got there, it basically got dark, and so we were playing soccer uh, in the dark against people we couldn't even tell who was on what teams. And but Luke scored first. So favorite part. Okay, now what is the what is the, of all the Savios we ever had? What
1: was your favorite one? Um, ooh, that's gotta be. A, I don't really know. I've, I've really liked all. Literally every single one. There's not been a single Savio where I did not have fun. Oh, good, good. So, uh, so if you're a
0: young man out there and you're in the Greater Evansville area and you'd like to come join us, we have Savio night once a month um, at the House of Discernment. You can get on the Evansville Facebook, uh, Evansville Vocations Facebook page, or the House of Discernment Facebook page. Uh, just Father DDA House of Discernment, uh, and find that online, or you can look at the website, um, or you can just find me, contact me, because many of you probably have my contact information already. Uh, anyways, we'd love to have you. It's uh, we we do. Our promises are based on what we're reading from right now. Dominic Savio said, I want to pray, I want to feast, I want to befriend, friend, I want to sacrifice. It shows forth in the life that we're reading from him right now, as Luke read tonight. And all of us, if we get together with other people who are like-minded and also striving for holiness on our own, um, one day, like Dominic Savio, not only will we save our own soul um, by making sure it's united closely to Christ, we might save, uh, save others too. Holiness is for everyone, and the life of Dominic Savio shows us exactly that.